Hey there, everybody. I'm Brother Donnie Spano, and I'm so glad to have this time together with you. And in this uh, time frame, we're, we're looking at uh, partnership. We're looking at the same reward that is a, a integrated in partnership. And uh, together, let's just take a brief moment and let's seek the Father's help in, uh, in this time and in this message. Father, we ask of you for your help. We ask for the help of the Holy Spirit that he'd help uh, me to speak this right, Father, and that you'd give us ears to hear and eyes to see, hearts to understand and to perceive, Father, what is right and good in you, and that you would help us, Father, to lay hold and hold fast to these, your words, Father, and enable us, by your grace, to be doers of these things that you show to us. Thank you for it. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And we have those petitions that we have desired of Him. Amen. So now let's go together to 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. And we're looking at partnership. And partnership, it is wonderful. As I grow more and more, there's so much I have to see about partnership. So much to learn. And as I grow and see some more, I think how wonderful it is. Uh, as we grow more and more, you know, we'll begin to realize if we're going to do some big things, it's going to take much more than us. It's going to take many people. It's going to take many resources. It's going to take many uh, graces and giftings. And, and uh, to have a great work, it's to have a great company. It's to have great partnership. And uh, so... Let's look here in, in 1 Samuel 30, and we'll touch on some of these things. And then also in this time, I believe we'll share with you uh, how things are going here with this ministry and, and how uh, the Lord is. Uh, we have a project that we are believing to have complete and entire, paid in full, we call it in Jesus' name. And so we'll share with you more about that. But here in uh, 1 Samuel 30, let's put the word first. And it says in the first verse, and we'll go through the majority of this uh, chapter. Uh, I'll let you know if we, we need to go, you know, for time's sake. But it says, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day. So they've been traveling three days now, and they've come to, to this place, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captives, that were therein, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burnt with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Now this is a rough day. You talk about a tough time. You've been out, you've been doing your job, you've been out of town for, for days, and then you travel days time to get back. And as you get back, your family's gone. Everything that you have built, all your gone. And if that's not bad enough, let's continue reading. The fourth verse here. Then David and the people that were with him, they lift up their voice and they wept until they had no power to weep. You see what sadness and depression does? It has the power to weaken. Where, where the, the joy of the Lord is strength. This sadness and sorrow, it will weaken and it will usurp power from our very beings. 
And so they are growing weak. And um, they had no more power even to cry. They, this is a tough time. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. Sixth verse. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. So they're thinking, he knows they're thinking this. Um, the people are talking about this. He must be hearing this. We need to stone David. If we had not been out with David, we'd be here. We would have saved our families. We would have. This wouldn't have happened. It's all his fault. Man, he deserves to pay for this. I knew. I knew it when he said, let's go there. I knew. I knew it wasn't right. We shouldn't have done it. He's hearing this. And they're looking to kill him. He's to pay with his life. What does David do? This is a good response. This would be good for us to learn. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. You talk about a time to think about quitting. And what did David do? He encouraged himself in God. Oh my. He found his strength in the Father. In God Almighty. And... David said, 7th verse, David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray you, bring me here the ephod. And Abiathar brought there the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord. So he's got his cloak to pray with. And he enters in to pray to God. And he's seeking God. And, and uh, thank you, Father. David inquired at the Lord, saying, Lord, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? Why? He wants to. Oh, he wants to make this thing right. He wants to go get them. He wants to get his family back. He's got it inside him to do this. Oh, he's thinking, Lord, just give me the word. Oh, let me go get them. Hallelujah. You know, that same thing can be inside you. Oh, Lord, I want to do this. I want. It's so important. Bring it to him. It can be such a strong. The reason why he had the strong desire was because it was God. But you also see the faithfulness of David that he didn't just override asking. He didn't just jump to do it and sense, oh, I know it's God, I know it's Him, I sense it, I'm so strong, it's so strong in me. Yeah, but he still calmed himself and he sought the Lord. Oh man, he's stern inside to go and go now, but he's seeking God. He's going to hear from Him. And he inquired of the Lord. He says, Lord, should I overtake them? And the Lord answered him and said, Pursue, you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, recover all. Hallelujah. So he's got his word. He's got his, his check, his go get them. And now he is. So David, what does he do? Ninth verse. So David went. He and the 600 men that were with him. The word of the Lord. You have to understand, these men are, were going to stone him. and They're looking to kill him. And all but moments later, after they heard what God told David, obviously there's power in those words. David must have told him, No, guys, I heard from God. He said, Go get them. He said, Overtake them. He said, They're yours. I, I put them in your hand. There must have been something when they heard it that went, Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
We're going to go get our babies back. We're going to go get our, our families. We're going to go get our, our wives are not gone. No, no. There was faith in those words. They trusted God when they heard those words. And they all went with him. They came to the brook Besor, where those that were left behind stayed. So there weren't all that went with. There were those that were left behind. But David pursued he and four hundred men, for two hundred abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Besor. Now this brook, it, obviously, it took some endurance to go over. Because these other two hundred, now this is a third of all the men. One third of all stayed behind. They were too weak to go, right? Many people would think, you're too weak. You're not part of this thing. Well, let's, let's continue. Let's, let's keep going. So they stayed behind. Why? Because they're too weak. They don't have the strength to go. And 11th verse, And they found an Egyptian in the field. They brought him to David. They gave him bread, and he did eat. And they made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of ravens. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. For he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. So God sends them to a place and immediately they're doing good to this Egyptian man and blessing him. And David said to him in the 13th verse, To whom belong you and from where are you? And he said, I'm a young man of Egypt. I'm a servant to an Amalekite and my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. 14th verse says, We made an invasion upon the south of the Cherethites and upon the coast which belongs to Judah and upon the south of Caleb, and we burnt Ziklag with fire. So God has put them in position with a man who knows the details they need to know. They got inside information now. Amen. Hallelujah. And he said, uh, David said to him, Can you bring me down to this company? Oh my. This is why it's so important. To do as God shows us to do. He'll help us do good for the real, the person in whom his answer is even through. The very person they needed to talk to. They're in position to bless. Can you see this? It's completely connected with their answer. Hallelujah. He says, can you take me to this company? He said, swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me to the hands of my master, and I'll bring you down to this company. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread ab abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. They're having their happy day, and they're dancing, they're shouting, what? They got it all. They're about to go down quick. Pride always comes before fall. And 17th verse, And David smote them from the twilight even till the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all. I want you to say that with me. And they recovered all. I don't care how far back you've been set by this COVID. How far back this pandemic has seemed to put you. God's plan was for them to recover all. And so shall you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yes. 
Take it by faith right now. They recovered all. Let's continue. Thank you, Father. And uh, all that the Amalekites had carried away was recovered. 18th verse. Let's look at the end of that verse. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And David took all the flocks and the herds which they drave before those other cattle and said, This is David's spoil. And David came to the two hundred men which were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they had made also to abide at the brook Besor. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. Then answered all the wicked men and men of Belial. What men is he talking about? Men that were with David. Company of David's. David's own staff. Talking bad about how he's addressing these men. You can be so close to a man or woman of God and yet be so far in heart and mind. Just because you're in place and position and in salary with them does not mean you have their heart and does not mean that you're helping them. You want to be a help? Have the same heart and mind as your master. Have the same heart and mind as the one who is over you. Yes, sir. So David came to them, saluted them, and it says that those wicked men and men of Bilia, of those that went with David and said, Because they went not with us, we will not give them of the spoil that we've recovered. Save to every man his wife and his children. They get their family back and that's it. That they may lead them away and depart. Let them get their families and let them go. Let them leave us. Lazy bums. Couldn't help us in the fight. Come on man. They don't get nothing. What does David say? 23rd verse. Then said David, You shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord has given to us. Who gave it? God gave it. God gave the increase. God helped us recover all. God helped us to restore, hallelujah, our families. Who has preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hand? For who will hearken to you in this matter? But as his part is that goes down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarries by the stuff. They shall part alike. They shall part alike. They shall have the same reward. Whether they come or whether they go, if they're a part of this company, they shall have the same reward if they've faithfully done. There is a part of those that are to stay. There's a part of those. Now, now let's look at it this way. There are those that are to send the company. Part of those that are to stay and hold fort. Part of those that are to watch out. And to keep and those that are to go forth and to do some other works and there are those you have to think too. everything that they have there's people that had had part in sending them there were people that had committed what they were wearing the weapons they were using the, the transportation they were using thank you father Yes, sir. 
So here we find that it is right that they part alike, that each group have the same reward. 25th verse says, And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. And when David came to Ziklag, he sent of the spoil to the elders of Judah, even to the friends, saying, Behold, a present for you of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. What looked like was so bleak, what looked like was going to cost them everything and leave them without all that was precious to them, they not only recovered all, but took upon them more. God used the destructive force the enemy was causing to try and come into their life and steal all they had. He actually used it to increase them more. And that increase blessed all who were connected, all who had part. Maybe you can't go with us to preach this good news, but you can have part in sending us. If we had time and we looked, it shows that Jesus had those who were blessed of his ministry and that they actually helped with their substance. They had part in sending Jesus when he went and ministered. So you may not be able to be with the ministry particularly, but that doesn't mean you can't have part in what's done. And that part is going to come naturally. It's going to come to substance. It's going to come to being able to provide for the work to be done. It's going to take resources. It's going to take finances. And you, when you take part in, in, as God leads you, and you put part of what He gives you into the ministry in that way, you can expect to have the same reward as us when we go and do the job. That when we come back with great spoil, when we come back with great reward, you know in your heart and your mind, hold on, I put part into that. So as they are blessed and increasing, so am I. I get the same kind of reward. Hallelujah. This is power and partnership. And thank you, Lord. Now, I'll share with you briefly here as I have a few moments, right? Well, how are we looking on time, guys? 17%. Praise God. So I shared with you all, it's, it's public, it's able for you to see about how the Lord led me to sow a motorcycle. We were actually, I was in the second year of Rama Bible Training College there in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Uh, Tamara, my wife and I, we were there and then we were actually traveling on the weekends and helping out in Faith Life Church Branson and overseeing on a team there, a service team. And, and that's our church at the time. And, Faith Life Church has been wonderful to us in, in days, and, and our pastors were so thankful for their support spiritually, and, and they have just uh, been a great example to us in the faith. So there are pastors today. We we're so thankful for their spiritual influence. And, and uh, in that course of time, we were there in Branson uh, Faith Life Church, and, and Mrs. Phyllis Moore, our pastor, she... Uh, thank you, sir. Um... She said that uh, we were to close our eyes and seek the Lord about what thing was our favorite thing. Maybe a favorite television show. Maybe a favorite you know, thing that we did that we could fast and give Him some place to speak into our life. And as soon as I closed my eyes and I was obedient to this, I saw I liked to ride my motorcycle. It was my thing. If I, now granted, it was a busy time. I worked full time in a healthcare industry. I uh, 
was doing school, doing Rama th- in the mornings. That's at least three plus hours a day, you know, that we do Monday through Friday. And then, like I said, we'd go out on the weekend and we would, uh, you know, help out at the church there. And, and so and we we would do this constantly. And, and so it was busy time. And so when I got a day off or something, I'd go into the little country roads or something that was by us out there in Oklahoma and I'd ride my motorcycle. I had a 750cc Honda motorcycle cruiser kind of style bike and I just, that was what I enjoyed. You know, if I had a chance, I'd ride out east and I'd go out towards, you know, Muskogee and, and you know, there's a nice park out there in Muskogee that I'd ride through or go by the VA area out there. And, oh, it was good. I enjoyed it. So I knew it in my heart and I had been prepared of God before that to sow it. So I uh, knew I had someone on my heart to sow it into. And uh, we were the same age uh, at that time. And, and he had gone home to be with the Lord. I, I won't go into all the details, but it was unexpected. And, uh, and my heart just went out towards him, towards his, young, towards his wife. She was also, at the time, training in Ramah. And they're there now at Ramah. And, and uh, the Lord impressed upon me that what was his is now hers like next of kin because I was preparing the motorcycle for it to be ready to give in the right way and um, oh, thank you Lord so and I realized as I was giving because we we got in touch with her we said you know we we'd be glad to give this to you you know uh, have you ever you know and, and we could tell as we're talking with her that she could use the money more than she could use the motorcycle so we took care of it put it, listed it for sale, release faith that it be sold to the best buyer at the best price and in the best timing in Jesus' name. And that so happened. There was actually a Rama graduate. I think she was a nurse in one of the hospitals there, uh, Rama alumni, and her husband was a respiratory therapist in the hospital, wanted a motorcycle. So we sold it to him at a good price, $1,100. And he was glad to receive it. And when I was riding the bike to him, I remember it because it was, it was chillier out. I'm a Florida boy. I'm from Florida. I like warm weather. I'm used to warm weather, but I can handle some cold. I like cold too. But I'm riding it and my hands are getting cold. And I'm, and as I'm riding, I'm coming down from our house there in Oklahoma. And it's got a little hill that kind of goes down and around. And I, I could sense it. I could sense him, Robert Douglas Golden. I, I remember I sensed him in heaven receiving my offering. Hallelujah. And I sense I could see her receiving it here. And we sold it. We took that $1,100 and we put it in. We wrote a check, put it in an envelope. And we were there at a exaltation at Rama, And we saw she was actually nearby us. And Tamara put it in her hands and we blessed her. And uh, that $1,100 went towards her. She just lost her husband. Young. And uh, it enabled her to go and serve at Rama, Peru. You can see why God would have us bless such a woman. She's looking to serve God and bless people. And so we were able to take what was my favorite and put it in the ground, put it into their lives. And she was able to go minister in Peru. Hallelujah. Well, I, I still like to ride motorcycles. <laughs> And I still am so thankful that I can so do so. And uh, so I have my faith that God would give me another one. And uh, 
So I, you know, have not put it in our budget, but I just trust he'll add one to us. Well, this last week or so, last couple weeks, he's done just that. And he has added to me another motorcycle. And uh, so we'll we'll go ahead and show you. It's a 2008 Harley-Davidson FLHX Street Glide motorcycle. Sweet. It, it's been uh, those that, you know, friends in the ministry, fellow ministers, they had it on their heart. As I shared with you all about that testimony, the Lord impressed upon them that that was what they were to sow into me and into us. And my word, I'm thankful, guys. I'm looking forward to coming back home just so I could ride a little bit and see family and, and all of our friends there. But it's such a blessing. So we'll, we'll show you those photos. They're up there now, I, I take it. And this is what the Lord has blessed us with. I, I want you to see it. I want you to see this is sowing and reaping. This is what God has instituted, that when you and I do something in the right heart, I didn't do that so I'd just get another motorcycle. I love God. I love His people. And I trust Him. And, and that is the fruit of faithful works, that when you and I will give where He says give and do like He shows us to, we can expect that he will go around and however he needs to. He will bless us and he will ensure that we reap, that we receive great harvest in these days. Hallelujah. And whether it's us partnering with other ministries, we can expect as they're doing there, we're getting same reward here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So now... We as a ministry, I'll just share with you, we are believing to have our ministry vessel as we come and go in the U.S. And, you know, I believe we're to go further. But this is where we're at now, for here and now. We've released faith to have paid off 18,000 pounds worth of Class A motorhome, RV. And it is at $5 a pound. It's paid in full. It's complete, it's entire, and that includes a car tow dolly that enables us to bring our own means of transportation. This enables us, as we come and go, to be that less, you know, we're not expecting people to pay for our way. That we can have it completely paid for, we can have it in the budget to pay the utilities that we need as we're there, and it costs them absolutely nothing. So that we're not abusing our power of the gospel when we go to preach it and teach the word. We have, hallelujah, last time I updated you, we were at 14.1% complete. Well, within those days, we are now at 14.9% complete of this So To Go project. So if you want uh, to have part in that, and God is impressing upon you, you can sow. $5 buys a pound. You can buy a pound. And, uh, this is to have us to go at no charge and to preach this good news and to revive churches in these places. It's on my heart to strengthen churches as we go. You know, pastors, ministers, they are preaching and teaching continually. And it's nice sometimes where they can take a seat and have some good faithful word go forth. And it encourage them and stir them back up and get them going strong. And there's some things that you can say when you're just coming into a place that they can't always say, but is right for people to hear. 
and do it in such a way that when you leave, they don't have to come fix up your mess because <laughs> you made it. No, you came in by the grace of God and you said it in the right way and it strengthened the church and enabled them to go forward and do more for God. I sense that's part of our ministry in these days. I'm thankful we can do that. So the So To Go project, that's everything. If you market in your giving to go towards that, that's where it goes. Now you can find um, through our website, SpanoMinistries.org. You can find ways to give there. Um, and then we can also put up here, uh, if you desire to give into the ministry here, there's different ways. You can go through PayPal. You can go through the Cash App. Um, we, we are looking even to have Zelle as another uh, opportune way to give in that regard. And I'm believing, and if you'll believe with us for, for other avenues, you know, texting to give and, and other ways to make it easy on you. To uh, This is an active 501c3. We are uh, fully uh, in regulation with, uh, with uh, the state of Oklahoma, and we are uh, uh, acting as, a, as an agency in Florida. So we are active. Every giving will be tax deductible if that's you know, something that is important to you. So, hallelujah, everything outside of that is something that we as a ministry, tomorrow and I personally do this, we take at least 11% and we set it aside. That's 10% which we believe is the Lord's. We want Him to be able to bless us. And that is connected with the blessing. We offer that to Him. We, we like to make it very known that the reason we have it so good is because God is on our lives. He has His place in our life. So 11% goes aside, the tithe being the 10%, the offering being the 1%. At least you can expect that to go towards that. And that goes to outside ministries. We partner with other ministries, and we're so thankful we can do so. So if you'd like to give, that is, um, we've shown ways in order to do so. And now I'm just going to lead you in prayer and we'll believe that we receive these offerings in the right heart, in faith, and we release faith with you that you will reap well. That what God has for you, there will be nothing lacking. Hallelujah. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for all of our partners. We thank you for enabling us to be the best of partners in these days. Hallelujah. Thank you for enabling us to cause your, your kingdom to advance your will and your way to produce and widespread uh, publish throughout this earth across all nations. Thank you for enabling us to send your word, Father. Hallelujah. At no charge to people, Father. We thank you for it. And Father, for all these that have come in, we thank you. We thank you that for all those that tithe and are offering that, Lord Jesus, you stand now as our high priest and you receive this our tithe and you bless us lord jesus it is a witness that you live and so we father and lord jesus as your representatives we bless these your people we say be blessed we say increase more and more you and your families let the goodness of god be seen upon you and his glory be founded in you and in your lives, in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Father. And Lord, we, we ask that as they give, so shall they reap. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, 
and running over. Shall men be, uh, yes sir, shall men be dealt with now to minister into their lives and into their ways. Thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, we believe we receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. We love you guys. We uh, look forward to hearing from you. We bless you, and we will see you soon.